what time it is. We should go make a spritz. Let's make a spritz. Oh my god, I'm literally so hungover. Ugh, just send me to jail. We should needlepoint after this. I have got to be in bed at 9 p.m. I hope no one ever asks me to hang out again. I definitely need another spritz. Okay, pause. Guess what time it is? It's spritz o'clock. Good afternoon, girlies, and welcome back to the spritz o'clock podcast, where each week my bestie and I drink a spritz as we discuss all things girl talk, navigating your 20s, and our best advice. My name's Amanda. And I'm Reeves. And this week is our season two premiere. Can you believe it, Reeves? Literally, no, I cannot believe it. I am so glad that we got through a whole season of Spritz O'Clock. This one's going to be even better. We're so excited to be back with you guys. I know. I missed recording. I, I missed, too. like, sitting here with you. I and I too. missed all of our loyal listeners. We love you guys so much. And we are so pumped for this new season together. Okay, well, this season, we're bringing in all new guests, new vibes, new ideas, new team members. It's just going to be great. No, it's going to be super good. And we also have a lot of new topics, which brings me to the topic of today's episode, which I feel like is something that's not discussed very often these days. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would consider it outdated, and that is etiquette. Today, we are going to be giving like a little overview of the do's and don'ts when it comes to having proper etiquette. I know this might seem like a snooze fest of a topic to a lot of people, but Reeves and I both come from places where etiquette is still very much like prevalent. Yeah. We have the Emily Post etiquette book in front of us. I don't know if y'all have seen this before, but it's a 600 page book on etiquette. And I feel like just growing up, our parents and grandparents really instilled etiquette in us. And I feel like it's never out of style to go, you know, be proper and have good manners. And just do a little refresh on like, you know, your yes ma'ams, your no ma'ams, when to write a thank you note, when to bring a gift, when to not bring a gift, how to ask somebody out on a date, who pays on a date, how to introduce friends when maybe you're out and about and you bump into someone that you know, but you're with someone who doesn't know that person. Yeah. There's so many things that happen in life that can be awkward if you don't know the proper etiquette. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just having a little rule book is honestly more like relieving than it is imprisoning because if you know the right thing to do, then you avoid awkward situations and you overall just like look better and feel better in a crowd and in social situations so it probably just makes you feel more confident for the next situation you know what i mean a thousand percent i also think just nobody talks about that like i could not tell you one social media account or podcast that's talking about like 2024 etiquette because i think a lot of people just view it as unnecessary outdated yeah you know kind of just like not a vibe anymore but it is totally and um we were kind of thinking of making this into a little series for you guys so let us know if y'all would be interested in that yeah today we're going to do an overview and talk about etiquette when it specifically comes to roommates dating rejecting a date accepting a date who pays on a date that type of thing hosting like when you have your friends over when you have friends come visit for a weekend when you're a guest in somebody else's home and then also like table manners going out to dinner dining at someone else's home hostess gifts and giving gifts receiving gifts and writing thank you notes we we tried to pick topics that are relevant to like 20 something girls because that's the you know majority of our audience and what we resonate with personally Mm -hmm. but we definitely want to do like deeper dives into some more like specific topics if we decide to make this a series if you guys like this episode if you guys hate this episode we don't ever have to talk about this again but um we just thought it would be a good little switch up i also feel like especially you reeves like you are one of the people i consider in my life like the queen of etiquette like you always know the right thing to do when it comes to hosting throwing a party like i would go to you like when i moved into this house I texted Reeves immediately and was like, what do I do for my neighbors? What is the etiquette for moving? And like, do I bring a gift to them first? Do I introduce myself to them first? Or do I wait for them to come over and like welcome me to the neighborhood? Yeah. Like, what's the right procedure with that? So I feel like the correct thing to do as a neighbor when someone moves into your neighborhood, you would come greet. Like they would come to you. I feel like you wouldn't necessarily have to go bring them anything. I personally did go to my neighbor just next door because I wanted to yeah, make the connection. But um, I feel like it's the correct thing is that they'll come to you and like bring cookies or whatever and be like, hey, here's my cell phone number. Like, 
Yeah. If you need me to get your mail when you're going out of town or whatever, just let me know. No, you gave me such good advice on that. Anyways, before we jump into the big etiquette book and deep dive on proper manners, we're going to give our ins and outs of the week. Actually, maybe like our ins and outs of the past two weeks because we did take a little break. We haven't had an episode since January 2nd, so it's been a minute since we like gave you guys a little update on what's going well and what's not. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. So I feel like whenever we started our break for Spritz O'Clock, the ins and outs went viral on tiktok it was my whole for you page everyone was posting their ins and their outs yeah like their ins and outs of 2023 yeah and i was like oh my god did we start that (laughs) no i think people did that for 2022 as well Mm. not gonna lie okay so maybe i missed that one yeah (laughs) but that's okay we are the queens of ins and outs like we have ins and outs every week other people just have them for the year we have them 52 week breakdown of ins and outs so you're gonna know our ins and our outs. Anyways, do you want to give us an in, Reeves? Of course. My end this week is needle pointing, and Amanda came over and I made her do like a one-on-one lesson. I had to hire her for her time, and I feel like I'm obsessed with it. It is the most satisfying therapeutic thing ever. I love sitting in bed doing it at night, and literally. <laughs> So my, I need to get new light bulbs in my lamps. I was like, oh, do I need a headlamp? Imagine if someone... No, I've been... It's a serious thing. A lot of people get little like reading lamps that go over the couch so that they can needle point on the couch. Max was like, I need to get you a headlight at night because I will stay up so late needle pointing in bed and he's like ready to hit the hay. Amanda. And he's like, turn out your lamp. It's so bright. He's like, I need to get you a headlight because I cannot do it with the lights off. So like sometimes, like one time I like literally like stuck my phone like up here and like wedged a ton of pillows uh-uh. together so that i could have my phone flashlight on and i, I just like kept it. going it is so hard to do it if you don't have a good light like my living room's pretty dark and so anyways but i am obsessed with needle pointing i'm so glad you put me on no it's really the best hobby and it's a lifelong hobby too mm-hmm. you know like yeah. now that i'm 25 I, oh my gosh i didn't even realize yeah i turned 25 i have to update you guys on that i am a 25 year old now but anyways now that i'm 25 i'm like trying to focus on having lifelong hobbies you mm-hmm. know like i want to do sports and hobbies that i can play and do for the rest of my life yeah it's definitely a great hobby i i feel like whenever you think of needle pointing you think of the cute old ladies like getting together but like that's how i'm trying to be that is the end goal like yeah. i want to be a needle pointing cute little grandma one day yeah so i'm excited to finish my first canvas maybe in maybe by 2025 i'll be finished with this pillow <laughs> how do you think i feel about my giant canvas amanda that is a huge canvas no um, it's so big but that is my end this week amanda do you have an out obviously <laughs> i mean i know you do <laughs> oh my gosh it's like which one do i give you guys seriously oh my gosh okay you know what my out is what in all seriousness qr codes i hate those like if i go if i go to a restaurant and i have to read a menu by scanning a qr code on the table Mm -hmm. i'm immediately like kind of just rubbed the wrong way i know and you know what restaurant does that actually no they just changed it las palmas favorite restaurant in dallas but literally it's so dark in there so I guess that's why they did it for so long. I don't know, but it aggravates me. My hot take is that it really cheapens the experience. I like, kind of think so too. If you are a high-end restaurant or even like a mid-tier restaurant, having a QR code menu just feels like very juvenile. It feels cheap. Like it feels <laughs> yeah. like you didn't want to put in the time and the effort, the money to like get proper menus printed. And also like, what do you do if you go to dinner and your phone's dead? But I don't really know why people still do it besides like i guess you're saving paper and helping the environment it was definitely like a thing that happened during covid yeah they all just started doing it during covid so that we didn't get germs on the real menus Mm -hmm. i just hate it i just i don't know i hate when it's a really dark restaurant and then you have to get on your phone and scan it and then you're like trying to look at the menu and your brightness is up i don't know it's just a whole i'm also gonna be honest just qr codes in other places besides restaurants too like it just seems like chewy to me like it's, they're just kind of like cheesy like i'm just kind of like no like if someone's like here oh my god scan my qr code contact card and get my information i'm like you're over the age of 50 for sure because no one 
no Gen Z or like even like younger millennial wants anything to do with no. QR codes. No. And my phone never picks them up. Like I don't know if it's just my phone or what. No, I think it's the boomers that are like really into them. Yeah. That's like my theory. <laughs> I think you're kind of right. Like weirdly. That's like the one tech thing they like they've like figured out. So now they're like QR codes everywhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I can see you looking at a QR code. Now, this is my out this week. QR code. No, that's like really what happened. I can't remember where it was, but I was like, I've got to write this down. That is hilarious. Anyways, do you have an out for us? Yes. So, my out this week, it actually happened to me yesterday. Um, People who steal phones. So, I guess thieves are out. (laughs) Literally, my phone got stolen yesterday at this bar in dallas spider murphy's and not to like drag them it was just the person that was there but um literally i i put my phone at the bar turned and was talking to my love interest and then looked back and my phone was gone and i was like i never lose things ever i never lose yeah. things. and so i'm like i know i'm not going crazy right now i did not just lose that phone and so i had to go home without a phone and I was feeling like kind of disconnected from the world and it was kind of nice and then I had to go get a new phone yesterday but I guess it worked out because I got the new iPhone so I guess I'm gonna level up in my content this year so oh my gosh you're gonna have such a good camera I know like the greasy phone gone literally she stole it (laughs) everything happens for a reason like I hate that for you I know but I also am kind of excited that you have a new phone new camera I know it's kind of stunning but it was kind of annoying trying to operate on my ipad yesterday oh it was like not cute but that's my out thieves are out literally do not steal i i don't know if anyone needs to hear that but um it's out anyways do you have an in i do have an in so my in this week kind of plays off our episode's topic of etiquette okay and that is having a good vocabulary I love this. When I talk to someone and they use words that are just not commonly used in the English language, I just feel so drawn to them. I'm just like, okay, you're smart. I like you. I will say I'm not a big fan of like the word salad people that just throw in long, unnecessary (laughs) words to sound smart. I'm not talking about those people that just, I forget what the term is called when somebody does that, but they just kind of like inflate their sentences with a lot of unnecessary lengthy uncommon english words in an effort to appear more intelligent yeah hate those people i like conciseness i like you to get to the point Mm -hmm. and i like you to do so with thoughtful curated educated sounding vocabulary i feel like you have a great vocabulary thank you i've been working on it like (laughs) really fabulous maybe it's all these audible books you've been listening to at night i do think reading is a huge way to boost your vocabulary like if you read you will just learn so many new words Mm -hmm. but listening to books and podcasts too great way to you know boost the vocab but also i think just eliminating your ums likes and pauses and the amount of times you say literally if we're talking about me i say literally every two seconds i think i do too (laughs) yeah i'm trying to work on that but i think having a good vocabulary is in just having like you know being well spoken Mm -hmm. to me there's nothing more attractive like in a friend and a partner and a co-worker and anything than somebody who's super well spoken i definitely need to work on that i think about that all the time yeah i think i lose brain cells talking or hearing myself talk sometimes (laughs) i definitely do like i lose brain cells when i edit this podcast and i'm like oh my god i'm like honey get it out like i was raised better than this i know that we do the best we can (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was a good in thanks you're kind of on fire for our premiere you know i was prepping i was prepping for my big debut back to the (laughs) the spritz o'clock world literally anyway should we jump into today's episode of course so just to give you guys a little quick overview i know we've kind of done that already but we are using emily post 19 edition etiquette book 
We will link this down below. Manners for today. This came out in 2017. I actually just ordered the 2023 version. So maybe we'll go off of that if we do future episodes. But if you guys are interested in having better etiquette in general and want to study up on this for yourself, we will link this below so that you guys can buy it. But she is our source, citing my sources here. Emily Post told us what to do. No idea who she is, but she wrote this book and it's pretty amazing. It literally covers like funeral etiquette, divorce etiquette, yeah. like really obscure topics. Very niche situations. But I always feel like it is the niche situation where I'm like, literally, how do I handle this? Yeah. I feel like this is the first one that really kind of talked about social media etiquette too. So I feel like we should look into that maybe after this and it could be Ooh, that could something. be a whole episode like in itself, mm -hmm. like blocking people, following, unfollowing, liking, commenting, like what do you do with an ex? Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm just thinking about like all the possible I'm kind of loving that questions I have around that mm. just for myself. Yeah. But today we are specifically going to be talking about roommate etiquette, dating etiquette, hosting etiquette, gifts, and table manners. And this is going to be like a brief overview, not a deep dive, but just personal things that we feel like are not addressed commonly. And what brought about this episode was actually a little etiquette run-in I had the other day, I think. Wasn't that when I first brought this up to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whenever you were at the table at the restaurant? I was at a restaurant and I was with some friends and we bumped into this other person that one of my friends knew. And... It was such an awkward experience, honestly. One of the people I was with didn't take the time to introduce me to the other person. And it was just like really awkward because they ended up having like a 15 minute conversation off to the side together. And you're just like, and I was standing there like smiling like awkwardly. A stalker, <laughs> like trying to listen in on their combo in the background. Because it's like, what do you do? You don't want to look rude and get on your phone, but it's like you're not included in the conversation. And I don't even know this other person's name. This other person's also with their mother who was never intended. <laughs> no, like, I could just cry laughing. No. Like, you know those situations where you're, like, counting that. these seconds? Like, a minute has yeah. never felt so long in your life. Yeah. Like, well, like, you could have been talking to the mom, maybe, if y'all had been intruding. Mom, like, don't even... But I didn't even tell you, and I can't go into much more detail, <laughs> God forbid, without, like, dropping names, but... Uh, oh, my gosh. Eventually, the mom's like, so... Um, and, like, introduce herself to me, and I'm like, this is just awful <laughs> and the whole thing could have been avoided if everybody in the circle not even everybody a few yeah. people had known the proper etiquette <laughs> so that is what sparked so that is what this. yeah and and then an idea was born <laughs> i was sitting there like we will talk about this on the podcast <laughs> because this will not happen to anybody else because i hate my life right now and i just this imagine is horrible like Hey everyone, like just in the corner. Oh, just, I hate those situations. And you don't know what to do with your hands. I just hate it. No, and you're like, mm -mm. it's rude if I go on my phone, but yeah. this is so weird to like just be standing here eavesdropping. <laughs> Stop. And I don't even know the other people's names. Oh, I hate it. But we're not going to start with that today. We're going to actually start with roommate etiquette because this is something that I also think is super relevant for girls in our 20s. A lot of us live with roommates or are thinking about living with roommates or are thinking about leaving our roommate situation. And there's a lot that can go awry. I know from personal experience, like living with someone can change your entire relationship with them, even yeah. if you were the bestest and closest of friends mm -hmm. before you moved in together, or if you didn't know them at all before either. I mean, like living with someone, you just know them at like such a different level. Yeah. So this book has a roommate checklist, which is really stunning. Uh, she has it broken down into financial, life schedule, Personal life choices, personal preferences, significant others, household responsibilities, really everything. Just a lot of things that can be triggering topics and experiences when it comes to like roommate dynamics. I know personally for me when I lived with roommates, dishes in the sink was a sore spot. And like there's a proper way to go about all of these things. Mm -hmm. So this is the checklist you're going to use when you are like interviewing roommates, when you are thinking about living with someone. These are just like the topics you want to consider beforehand. So some that I personally really, really like from this list, just because I know of other people that have had these problems, drinking, smoking and drugs. This especially reminds me of my yep. freshman year of college. 
I knew of these girls that were rooming with this one girl that I knew. And I'm going to try to be as vague as possible when I explain these situations. So if it sounds kind of awkward, I apologize in advance. I just like obviously cannot be like (laughs) dragging people publicly on this podcast. But there was this girl roommate situation I knew of where one of the girls in the four-person roommate situation was a really like heavy smoker of the marijuana yeah i i know of a situation like this and two of the girls in the roommate situation had like never smoked weed in their lives and this other girl's like hitting the bong like she has a dab pen like there's (laughs) like on the couch sprawled out (laughs) like the whole room smells like weed i'd freak out and besides the whole weed thing, like, all these girls are really cute and get along, but mm-hmm. that can be such a pain point if you're living with someone who doesn't have that habit and, like, yeah. you do and vice versa. Because even though you might be really great friends, like, outside of your living situation, like, that's just something I think a lot of people don't consider, like, other people's, like, drug and alcohol habits before mm-hmm. they move in together. Like, I think also... In our situation, like, I know when I was going into college, I was already drinking. I would go out all the time. I was a little bit wild. And I kind of assumed that everybody was on my same level. But there's a lot of people who are, like, a step more extreme than you. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are way less extreme than you. And you have to take into consideration those things. That's so true. And I feel like, uh, going off of that, I feel like another thing could be, like, Oh my gosh, like I have, you know, a roommate, she loves her wine, she loves to sit on the couch and play music late Mm -hmm. at night or whatever, so I feel like it could go that way too, and it just be distracting for other roommates as well. Especially like this, this checklist, we won't go through everything, but if you guys want to get the book, you can. Does the other person have a significant other? And, like, if so, how often do they sleep at each other's houses? Mm -hmm. How much are they going to be there? Are they going to eat the food in the pantry? Are they going to stay up late? Do they need to use the bathroom and maybe you guys share a bathroom? These are basically just all things that you want to discuss with the people you're living with before you guys actually move in together. One thing that I feel like needs to be addressed in a roommate situation if one person has like a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you have to give the other roommate a heads up when they're going to be coming over and sleeping over so that they're not like caught off guard. I know when I lived with two other girls, we all three had boyfriends at one point. All three were like single at one point. Like things are just always changing when you're in college, post-grad, whatever. You don't want to be like running out in the kitchen in your towel and your friend's boyfriend is in the kitchen eating cereal. Exactly. Or like you don't want to be like the only one in the house and you think you're home alone and then you hear a man come into the living room and you're in your bedroom and you don't know if you're being robbed or if it's like your roommate's boyfriend. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like you hear a man's voice all of a sudden and you're like, was he planning on coming over? Like... I just think with roommates, like, at the end of the day, communication is key. And honestly, it might seem kind of annoying, but setting up some house rules Mm -hmm. for, like, are we leaving dishes in the sink overnight? Are we, you know, putting stuff into the dishwasher immediately after washing it? Or is it okay to let things pile up? Like, when somebody cooks, do you need to wipe down the counters afterwards? Or, like, can you wait till the next day to do that? Just, like, random little conversations like that everyone ends up being like so much less triggered Mm -hmm. if it's like things are just talked about up front yeah exactly just having rules in place yeah i think is really important but i definitely think like when in doubt over communicate like Mm -hmm. that's etiquette with that and also like when it comes to the common living space i always think it's fair to like make your room as messy as you want it to be yeah But, like, when it comes to the common living space, like, I don't think it's amazing to, like, leave your trash and clothes and things, like, out there. No. I feel like you, since you share that space with everyone else, you have to make sure it's clean. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, things that were always, like, our problems. And I feel like that was one of them. Like, we were always, like, leaving our stuff Mm -hmm. out in the common area. Like, turns cleaning. Like, one person doesn't need to be the designated Sunday reset cleaner. You know, like. Yeah. Maybe switch off, like have a schedule. I don't know. Also, if someone works from home and like other people don't work from home, I know it can get kind of off balance because usually if you're the one who's there majority of the time, a lot of the cleaning and like household responsibilities yeah. fall on you because it's like everyone else leaves for the entire day and they kind of like escape mm-hmm. that. So I think once again, just talking about it is like the best way to have proper etiquette around Mm -hmm. the situation make sure nobody's feelings get hurt exactly another thing we wanted to talk about with roommates is how do you like cordially end 
your relationship with someone like as a roommate like how do you say like i'm not gonna resign the lease i'm leaving like can you break a lease early like what's the proper etiquette around that so here's what the book says. There comes a time in most roommate relationships when one person leaves. A new job in another city, a new relationship, and a change in economic circumstances are all typical reasons for ending the roommate relationship. If it is time to part ways, be businesslike. The departing roommate gives notice in advance with enough time for the other roommates to find a replacement or a new place. I think this is so important. Oh yeah, you can't just give them short notice. Like, no, like if your lease is up in December, I'm sorry, like as soon as you know, I think mm-hmm. is really the etiquette. Like if yeah. you know you are not re-signing a lease, it needs to be out in the open because if your other roommates want to replace you, like they need they to be need, on the hunt. They need to be on the hunt realistically to find a new roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Other times, the relationship ends because it's just not working. Your roommate is always late with their rent. He consistently breaks the house rules regarding overnight guests, whatever. It really just talks about, like, keeping your cool as much as possible through the end of, like, your lease or whatever the time period you're going to be living together is, even if you aren't, like, the bestest of friends. And just being respectful. Yeah. I think, like, even if you have, like, a really big falling out with your roommates or something like that, like, it's important to remember, like, it's the other person's home. And as much as you dislike them, it's important to respect, like, their space their mm-hmm. things their right to have people over things like that unfortunately in situations like those i've actually been in a situation like this where like i've lived with someone who i was not really great friends with towards the end of our lease and like once again all you can really do is respect each other's things and you have to communicate even if things are so awkward and like you had a super yeah. big falling out like you have to still be willing to talk about like the utility bills and locking the door when you leave like hey i left my curling iron on can you go unplug it things like that are all like i don't care what's going on bottom line like you live with the person like those are just conversations that need to happen exactly i feel like you're a good person to talk to about the roommate stuff because you've had so many different I've had so many roommate stories yeah Yeah. but that's kind of like our etiquette on roommates Mm -hmm. thus far Our next little topic is about dates. My favorite. So basically what the book says is, it says the who pays dilemma. Whoever asks the person on a date should be the one to pay. I feel like this is always the most talked about thing when it comes to first dates. Like, does the guy always pay? Mm -hmm. Do you split the bill? Do you offer to pay even though you're hoping the guy wants to pay? Yeah. And it says, which we found interesting, that, you know, if the girl's like, oh my gosh, we should go to a club after, like, she should offer to split that cost. Yeah, like, say you're going out to dinner with a guy. He asks you on the date. When someone asks you out, they, in my opinion, are fully consenting to pay for whatever they have asked you to do. Mm -hmm. So, if a guy asks you to go to a mexican restaurant on friday night he is saying i will pay for your check at the mexican restaurant yeah if you suggest while y'all are at the mexican restaurant let's go see a movie after this Mm -hmm. then it's like up for debate if you guys should like split the movie ticket bill or if you maybe should say like the movies are on me because i initiated that aspect of the date which I think is totally fair. I think if he is like a super gentleman and wants to go above and beyond, he would just like. No, I got it. Be like, no, I got. It. For me, like, that would be like amazing green flag. He yeah. just wants to be with you and have fun. Especially on a first date. Mm-hmm. I will say, as you get further into the relationship, you can kind of have like more discussions around finances. Yeah. But I do think. In general, if you ask someone to go do something in a like romantic setting, you should be okay with like fronting their bill. Of course. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And that's kind of what the book says too. So that is what the book says. Yeah. What about rejecting a date? I know Reeves has done this. Yeah. So honestly, okay, there's a whole section that says rejecting a date. Um, I'll tell y'all what I did and what the book says to do. So I really was just like, I'm not going to give any excuses. I didn't want him to be like, but let's try for next week or whatever. I was just kind of short and sweet to the point. I don't know. So this is a situation of, let's say somebody asks you out. You are not interested in them romantically whatsoever. Like you are not attracted to them. What do you do? Do you make up an excuse? Like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so busy this week. Oh my gosh, I have so-and-so's mm -hmm. birthday party that night. I'm sorry, I can't. Or are you honest with them? Yeah. So I texted him back. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm totally swamped this week or I'm busy this week. I can't. But I didn't give an excuse and he didn't respond. So it's okay. <laughs> I actually, one of my good friends was honest with a guy one time. They went out on a first date and after the first date, she just wasn't feeling it. What'd she say? She was like, hey, so-and-so, I had so much fun, fun with you. Thank you so much for taking me to dinner. Honestly, I think me and you vibe really well as friends. I'm telling you this because I would never want to like waste your time. I want to be upfront with you and I wish you all of the best on like your dating journey, but I yeah. don't really see a future with us. And this was a guy she went out with one time on a hinge date and she didn't say like those words verbatim, but mm -hmm. it was something along those lines, super short and sweet to the point. And he had the nicest text message back. Actually, it was say? like, Hey, I really appreciate you being honest with me and like not wasting any more of my time. Love. Like had a great time hanging out with you. Like, let me know if you would ever want to hang out as friends or like something like that. And it, it was really, really nice and mature. This was a guy who this was like man. quite a bit older than us, I will say. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's just kind of mature. It wasn't his first rodeo. We'll just say that. <laughs> but I will say, especially when it comes to like being the girl and rejecting a guy, I do think it's nice that they're not going to have to go out and spend their time and money on, like, wowing you if you literally. were literally not interested from the beginning. That's, like, what I was telling my best friends on the phone. I was like, y'all, I just feel so bad going out, making him spend his money on me for dinner when I know it's not going anywhere. And so I was like, I cannot go, with, go out with him again. But I really do think that's the proper etiquette with this type of thing. If yeah. you guys are not interested in someone at all, it is so so much better to just be honest from the get-go because you will really dig yourself i have done this this is why i'm like mm -hmm. harping right now a little bit like i have done this where i have gone out i think three times with a guy in a row and i knew from the beginning if you do find yourself on the second date with them i didn't want to get into the situation where he was gonna like drop me off at home pick me up at home and like try to come in or whatever and so i was just like yeah i'll meet you there i'm sorry i'm coming from something like i'll just meet you there yeah and then after that i was like yeah i cannot see you again but um yeah there's a polite way to do it and it really is more thoughtful to yeah. reject them up front than it mm -hmm. is to like waste their time and lie like honestly i totally agree one thing we wanted to talk about is what you should look for etiquette-wise in a guy that's taking you out. Mm -hmm. So I think a guy that has good manners is so attractive. Like, oh, yeah. I know when I was single, that is, like, 100% something I was taking into yes. consideration and something sure. I loved about Max. So, like, some things that the book brings up is that, A, they're on time. Obviously, like, a guy that's running late is a major ick. A girl that's running late can be, like, cute a few times, I think. Yeah. I think once you go on a few dates, if you're still running late and, like, getting ready last minute, it could be maybe a red flag. Mm -hmm. But a guy that's on time, we love a guy that's on time. When he comes to pick you up, he goes up to your front door. He rings the doorbell. He knocks on the door. If you live with your parents still, he meets your parents. I know. I hate to say it. But, like, truthfully, if he's picking you up from your house, like and you live with your parents still, he should meet your parents, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Absolutely. My dad always said that. Whenever I was in high school, he's like, he's going to come in here and, like, meet us. And every guy that took me on a date while I lived at home, like, high school, college, whatever, like, I'm saying, like, I'm being dead honest, like, when I lived at college over the summer, like, if somebody was yeah. going to come take me out, if I was under my parents' roof, he was coming in and, like, shaking my dad's hand 100%. I love that. And I you know what? It's, it's just a good look. It really is. And I feel like another, I like whenever I, I love when guys do this, whenever they open your car door, I think it's just so sweet. Yes. Opening your car door, opening your door, door to the restaurant, like door to the restaurant, yeah. pulling out your chair, even, I mean, probably mm -hmm. the waiter would do that in that instance, but just like those, you know, those gentlemanly things. And if you're a guy listening to this, yeah. by the way, I think if you're nervous that that would maybe, like, rub the girl the wrong way and, like, you think it's a little too old school, because I've heard both, like, sides of this story of, like, you don't want to, you know, be, like, too old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. I think, like, depending on where you are in the world, like, 
I think if you're taking a girl out in Dallas, that would never be a bad look, like to open her door and to go and ring the doorbell and all that stuff we just talked about. But you can always ask, be like, can I get your door for you? Yeah. Like give her a hand when she's getting out of the car, all that stuff. Like, I think it's good. Just classy. I totally agree. It's never, I feel like it's never a bad look. So another thing is like, if someone ever takes you out for a first date, no matter like how bad or good of a time you've had like if a guy paid for your meal you always send him a thank you text Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. i know like a lot of people are like you don't want to be the one to text after a first date but i think there's a difference in sending of texts that's like hey let's hang out again and hey like thank you so much for dinner so much for the experience i just had like that's just like proper manners once again to like be grateful for that and express gratitude like i don't think that has to come off like that you are wanting a second date with mm-hmm. the person like at all like they take you to dinner bottom line you're like thank you for doing that. yeah exactly i completely agree so the person who makes plans to go on the date i feel like is responsible for transportation it's literally what the book says and also if you're a guy i don't really want to be getting into a truck with trash piled up to the glove box like no make sure your car's clean so my first boyfriend um actually it's so funny his parents were always so like manners you know they were real strict about manners and he would make my boyfriend get a car wash every time i'm not even kidding he came to pick me up i love like the first like few times we really went out like maybe like five but i remember like i would get in his car and it would always be like a freshly washed car or if we ever had the homecoming dance this was in high school like before a dance if he was going to be driving me he would always be like go to the car wash like you will be in trouble like here's a 20 dollar bill like <laughs> go to the car wash so i think that's another good like just tip if that you is. are taking somebody out go drive your car through the car wash there should never be like trash yeah or anything in your car if a guy's doing that like once again if you get in there and you can't even like move your feet around the floor because there's fast food wrappers everywhere sweaty gym bag clothes nasty yeah like there should be no golf clubs like flying around the back seat (laughs) like it should be a pristine clean car Mm -hmm. we love a man who takes care of his things and his woman I also think this goes for just, like, anytime you're going to be having, like, let's say clients in your car or, like, brins or whatever, just kind of segueing into, like, friendships and social scenario etiquette. If you're, if you know you're going to be driving someone around. Pick up your car. Clean your freaking car. Like, Mm -hmm. it's different if it's, like, I'm going to pick up Reeves and I'm, like, my car's a wreck. Like, we know each other well enough. But if I'm being real, like, there should only be a handful of people in your life you're doing that with, yeah. in my opinion. Amanda and I went on a road trip one time and the car was um, junked and trashed and it was just not a good look. So, <laughs> A boy's car was. Yeah. But yeah, I think like just a messy car is gross. Like, and yeah. I'm going to be real. Like, and this is coming from someone whose car is regularly messy. I'm not trying to pass judgment. But it's not gross. If it's one thing also if you know nobody else is going to be in your car that day like whatever you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it's like if you're picking up someone and they aren't a regular passenger and when i say regular like weekly passenger yeah. like you need to clean up your car totally agree but we could get into dates on a deeper level especially when it comes to like mm-hmm. conversation like yeah. do's and don'ts like what to wear things like that if we wanted to on a whole episode like that could be a whole episode yeah so let us know dm us or leave a comment and let us know if you would be interested in that reeves let's talk about your favorite topic now hosting hosting my bread and butter okay so as the host what is your like number one job i think you should introduce everyone there to each other like whether it's you know if you're having like multiple friend groups come together or you know if mutual friends show up just make sure everyone knows everyone so that way if they're like in line for the restroom or like fixing a glass of wine next to each other they can strike up conversation i feel like another good one is to always make sure your guests have napkins and i think like here's the thing this is like let's let's do a little like screenplay right now Mm -hmm. of a scenario you're coming over to my house this is how i'm gonna greet you also this is the i'm gonna set the scene for you (laughs) I'm having a, let's say, secret Santa party at my house. Mm -hmm. We just had the holidays. Like, we've all been to one of those. 
it's a group of girls coming together. There's not going to be any males for this scenario, let's mm-hmm. just say. I'm having 10 girls come over to my house. Most people know each other, but not everybody maybe knows each other. Mm-hmm. You ring the doorbell, you knock on the door, whatever. You walk in, I say hello, I greet you, I go, how are you? I say you can set your gifts over on that table. I tell mm-hmm. you where you can set your gifts. I say everybody's in the living room. I like yeah. tell you where to go. Where to the go. Restrooms over here. Yes. Drink. You, you like lay it out for them. And then I also ask you, like, can I get you something to drink? Like, mm-hmm. do you want water? Or I say the drinks are over there. Like yeah. if there's like a drink station and you guys are doing cocktails and like people are making their own drinks or there's wine or beer or whatever. And then I also, depending on who's already at the house, like if you're not the first person to arrive, like I will make sure that you know the other people's names that are there. If it's like a small enough group like that, otherwise I think that could be held off Mm -hmm. until like you're in specific conversations with people and you could be like, oh, Jerry, I don't know if you know Reeves, Mm -hmm. but like Reeves, this is Jerry, Jerry, this is Reeves or something like that. But if it's like a group, an intimate group setting, like I think it's as the host, it is your responsibility to introduce everyone to each other. But I do think as the host, it is your job if it's an intimate group setting. And when I say intimate, intimate, I mean like, 15 people or less if i'm being honest yeah that everyone like knows each other's names mm-hmm. absolutely because then it's just it's just uncomfortable if you get if you get sat next to someone and then they're not talking i don't know it's nice if the host just goes ahead and makes the introduction yeah because you know the host is going to be the person that knows everybody everyone. there probably yeah, exactly yeah and I do think there's some things to point out if food and drinks are involved. Like how you said, mm-hmm. like, make sure you have cocktail napkins because it can be awkward, like, as the guest to, like, set your drink down and there not be, like, napkins or coasters available. Because obviously when you go over to someone else's house, you don't want to be, like, worried ruining, about, like, yeah. ruining their furniture. Or, like, things like that. Just, like, think about those things. Like, in the bathrooms, like, make sure there's toilet paper and hand soap and hand towels and, like poopery and like honestly like stuff like that just think about like every room of your house that your guests are possibly going to be going into and like what can you do to like add a little personal touch and make them feel comfortable and make them feel comfortable yeah yeah i feel like that's really good advice i feel like this is this is funny after my um recent events but um never just assume that someone's invited to someone's house like always check with the host well in advance because you know they have to plan out food like the amount of headcounts like you have to go through a bunch of stuff and make sure there's enough like is there a place setting for them yeah like is there enough alcohol like all of these Mm -hmm. things yeah so don't just assume that you can bring whoever even if it's to your best friend's house like oh my god she won't care well like that's another person added and like honestly like hosting is so expensive and it's like And it can be stressful. Like, it's very stressful. I also just think, and I know people are going to disagree with me. I I love what you said. Like, it does not matter how close you are with that person. Mm -hmm. Because truthfully, you might not think it bothers your friend because you guys are so close and you've known each other for so long. But it's not. It's really just bottom line. Like, not a good look to show up to someone else's house, no matter how close you are with them, with people that the host didn't know was coming. Exactly. It doesn't even matter if the host already knows these people from, like, the a different walk of life or they are, like, in the same friend group as mm-hmm. you. Like, you just always give the person Notice. whose house you're going to mm-hmm. at least a heads up yeah. about who you're bringing. Better better if you ask permission and mm-hmm. be like, hey, by the way, I was thinking about inviting da-da-da-da. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to, like a happy hour with your friends at someone's housewarming don't bring your dog probably don't bring your children like it's so funny my grandmother was telling me this recently and she's like you how you are with lulu like just remember like whenever people have kids they don't love them as much as you do <laughs> yes that's such a good tip like even yeah. once again even if it's your best friend yeah yeah she's like, like you just have to realize like can i bring penny yeah you always just ask like Mm -hmm. when in doubt ask that's another thing like if you if it crosses your mind maybe i should ask Mm -hmm. it means you should ask oh i didn't even ask you the other day when i busted up with lou oh well that was okay there's no furniture in here for her to ruin i feel like another good thing is whenever you're at someone's house and they're hosting offer to help chances are the host will probably say no just because like i mean me personally (laughs) i 
like to wash my dishes the way I want to, like all that kind of stuff, but just at least offer to help. Respect of mm-hmm. the other people's areas. Like this book talks about like wipe your feet on the doormat before you come in. Don't put your feet on other people's furniture. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't even like one thing that <laughs> me, just me, this bothers me. I'm like a freak about like my bed and like other people eating in my bed. Mm-hmm. And this just goes for like sharing hotel rooms with friends or like having people sleep over at your house and stuff like that like i know when i was in college like all the girls were always going in each other's rooms like in the sorority house in the dorms whatever and like when people would sit on my bed in their outside clothes yeah it would really kind of bother me and so i always say like ask your friends like can i sit on your bed Mm -hmm. you know like is it okay if i get under the covers before you just go ahead and do that can i eat in your bed like do like there's a lot of people who don't eat in their beds at all like Mm -hmm. you just have to think about those things and then also like there's a lot of people that don't wear shoes in their house yeah this is one where like i think as the host you also have to be lenient with especially if you're having like a more formal get together at your house Mm -hmm. but like asking people to take their shoes off when they come in the door can rub some guests the wrong way especially if you're wearing like heels and you don't have like socks to walk around in it can just feel kind of awkward especially if you're not like super close with the person like amanda if you had just implemented this new rule or whatever be like okay like take your shoes off i wouldn't think anything about it but if you're inviting like say a newer friend or something like that (laughs) i don't know i would feel kind of awkward if someone was like are you going to take your shoes off? Like, Or like, can you take your shoes off? Please? Yeah. It just feels like very like, ooh, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay if like, it's a known thing about you that you mm-hmm. have that rule. But I would say like one thing we do at our house and we're like trying to implement this rule more, especially just for me and Max on like a daily basis. If I notice also like someone really has like super dirty shoes or something, I might ask them to take them off. But I always have slippers, like hotel mm-hmm. slippers that you can just get on Amazon in our front coat closet so like if somebody does want to take their shoes off or if their shoes like get dirty for whatever reason i have like an extra pair of slippers that i can just like offer you and they're literally ten dollars on amazon just so like you're not walking around the house completely barefoot like let's say you have like high heels on or something like Mm -hmm. that and you like want to take them off at my house like i love just having like an extra pair of slippers that i could like offer a guest i love so that they could walk around and feel comfortable and not be like super barefoot on the cold floor yeah it's just like a nice little touch to make them more comfortable i think look at you go i I really love that i'm very impressed i also think like this is something my friend grace did for me when i went and visited her in new york too but she got me a pair of slippers and robe while I stayed over at her house because I was spending the night there for the weekend. So cute. And so I think in your guest room, that's like a really nice touch you can add. Yeah. Having robes and slippers for your guests just so they feel like a little bit more comfortable if they get chilly or if you want to come downstairs in the morning in your pajamas, like maybe you're not wearing a bra or like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just certain times you just want to like cover up, cozy up a little bit more before you see everybody. Yeah, I would love that because I never pack my robe or slippers. And whenever I'm home, I'm always in my robe and slippers. So I think that's a great tip. One thing that I just, it it really bothers me, do not overstay your welcome. And this book kind of goes over ways to kind of like wrap up the night, if you will, if you're the host. And a good way is just, you know, start cleaning up, like start picking up like wine glasses or like start wiping down the counters, like something like that, just so it's kind of a signal not being like, hey, get out of my house. But it's like, hey, we're wrapping up for the night, like the book says you can turn off the music if it's a party Mm -hmm. in my opinion (laughs) i think this is a little aggressive aggressive. i would say that's maybe the last thing you should do but Mm -hmm. if you do have people over something i always start doing is all like start picking up trash wiping down counters if you have dogs like maybe you can put the dogs away and say like oh the dogs are gonna go to bed or you know you as the host can like go change into your sweats really quickly or Mm -hmm. something like that just like to kind of signal party's over the party is ending or you can start picking up the foods and drinks or just like not replenish like any of the drinks or food like that's another good signal yeah that is good i just feel like sometimes people especially like when alcohol is involved they just have no concept of time and they just don't know when to call the night so i feel like those are good ways also as a guest it's a good idea look around the room yeah is it clearing out or are people still there and if you are like one of the last few people there that is your signal that the party has ended Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. And my thing is, is like, let him miss you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's okay to to not shut it down. <laughs> like, it is. We don't need to close it down every time. Yeah. Like, you don't want to always be that one person that's always lingering. Exactly. Like, no. Yeah. The next thing, I feel like we should go over hostess gifts. When to bring one, when not to bring one. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, every time you're going over to someone's house, you're not going to bring, like, a gift for them. Yeah. But there are a few occasions where, like, you can bring a gift and you should bring a gift. Mm-hmm. And one of them is definitely, like, a housewarming party. I know my friends... I just went to a housewarming party, actually, last weekend. And I brought them, like, a set of really cute, like, monogrammed plastic cups and little, like, stirs, like, plastic stirs that go in the cup. Yeah. And then, like, a little nest hand soap for like a powder bath and you just like wrap it and i did a little card that was like congrats on your new house like so excited for this new chapter for Mm -hmm. you or whatever and it's super easy it doesn't have to be really expensive like i think it's just something that's like a nice gesture Mm -hmm. and i would say like i think it should be something that has to do with the house if it's a housewarming yes for sure like give them a good bottle of wine give Mm -hmm. them like a hand soap for a bathroom a candle i love a candle or a hand soap or something table book like one of those things yeah those are good um if you're going to a dinner party always bring like maybe a bottle of wine i always feel like olive oil is a good gift like a nicer is a good gift a nice bougie olive oil Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a good gift and then like if you're going to stay at your best friend's who you know she lives in a different state always bring a little something for her like my best friend came and stayed and she brought me these like goop lip balms and then um she got me these really pretty candlesticks and i loved that and then um just never show up empty-handed, especially when you're going to stay with someone. If I feel you like are it's staying the night, yeah. you need to come with a gift. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, that you was must. aggressive, but like I'm saying this because you guys are like, I feel like you're like my little children. I feel like I'm in school. <laughs> I, I bring a gift. Bring a gift. This is gonna be me as a mom. Like, you do not go over there without a gift. Um, <laughs> we got stuff and get one. Yeah. So. I think staying the night, if it's a housewarming, Mm -hmm. if somebody's hosting you on their birthday, I mean, birthday in general, you're probably already going to know to bring a gift, but especially, I would say, even if it's a normally, even if it's a situation where you're not in a friend group that does birthday gifts, just bring a little happy. If they are hosting on their birthday, especially, I would say, like, bring a gift. For sure, sir. Like, whereas, like, if you're just meeting them at the restaurant to go to dinner with them for their birthday, and they're like, no gifts, like, that's one thing. Thing, but like going over to their house on their birthday i'm mm-hmm. like you need to bring something totally even if it's just like a trader joe's bottle of wine tie a cheap ribbon on it and make it look cute and even, even if it's just to. like a note that you wrote to them like expressing how much you love their friendship i honestly love that five dollar starbucks gift card like it does yeah. not have to break the bank no. at all like it is just like acknowledging their effort and their generosity. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really sweet to do. And I really always appreciate that. And I feel like people don't do that that much. Like people don't do little no. like hostessy gifts that much. And it always just like is the best look. Like I feel like people yeah. really remember that. Yeah, definitely. Random. But in this book, if you have a guest room in your house and you never know what to put in the guest room, or if you're like hosting people, they have an amazing checklist for like all of the things that you should have in your guest room or that you should have prepared when people are coming to stay at your house for the weekend or like for a week or however long it is, which is just kind of like a good little, you know, like checklist to have. Mm -hmm. I love that they included sorry if this is like bad to say but like tampons in this yeah like that's so random but like i think you should always just like have those in your bathroom yes, for your I guests think so too and like an extra blanket at the foot of the bed you yes. never know who gets super cold like i don't know i feel like that's a good one to an always extra have. blanket i always need mm-hmm. I'm, i was literally thinking of you yeah like that is i feel like that's good advice when people come over to your house you have to tell them where the water is yeah this is such a common problem that i had at sleepovers growing up you would wake up in the middle of the night parched and you're like trying you're to like, get to yes the kitchen. you're like in the dark navigating. Yeah. you're like where is the kitchen in this house where is the water in this house is it from the fridge are we a water bottle mm-hmm. family are we a brita family like do Ta- we have do we have that big jug of water that's like out in the garage like <laughs> yeah. like there are so many like do we drink from the t- 
tap here like you like where are the cups like yes. do i get a stanley like what like what am i mm-hmm. doing like what am i doing that is so true so just always make sure everyone knows where their water is it also talks about like if you are a house guest offering to pitch in for groceries or like stop by the grocery if you are going to visit someone i think this can go like a really long way especially if you're going to someone's like lake house or ranch or something like that like obviously don't show up empty-handed but like offering to like venmo for groceries Mm -hmm. or just like recognizing the fact that they probably did like a full grocery haul to like host you and your friends is i think just like a good kind of yeah yeah honestly like they'll probably say no but i would always show up with at least a few different things if especially if you're like going to someone's lake house or ranch yeah or just something. like a thing of water bottles or like yeah a multi you know chips mm-hmm. like pack or whatever yeah, yeah universal i feel like we should kind of segue into gifts more specifically because i yeah. think this is something that is just there's so many little like minute things to consider on like what type mm-hmm. of gift you give when you send a thank you note when you don't etc yeah. etc so it gives a whole list of like gift giving occasions so if you're like wondering do i bring a gift like do i not it says for like obviously like a baptism graduation a graduation a confirmation a first communion a naming ceremony a bar bat mitzvah these are all occasions where it's like you literally need to bring a gift Mm -hmm. housewarming a wedding or a baby shower an engagement party a retirement party anniversary an anniversary party a birthday get well gift like if somebody is sick and you're visiting them like in your home or if you're going to visit someone at the hospital like you need to bring like obviously like flowers with you like balloons a gift Mm -hmm. something like that um i feel like the rest of these are like oh dinner at your host's house like if you're going to a dinner party yeah Yeah. like you said you'd always show up with something an overnight visit we talked about that yeah so i feel like group gifts are a good thing if you're kind of if you're a big friend group sometimes my my friend group does this where um we'll kind of all pitch in for a bigger thing as opposed to getting you know everyone like everyone gets a smaller gift you can just pitch in on one thing um also if you're getting like a gift for a coworker, it's a coworker's birthday like get everyone to pitch in i feel like that would be another circumstance where you would do that i will say if you guys decide to do a group gift you need to make sure that everyone attending the occasion is like in on the gift yeah and having a card with everyone's name on it like make sure you don't forget anyone's name i mean i think bottom line if you're giving a gift you need to give a card with a gift Mm -hmm. you can give a card without a gift you cannot give a gift without a card yeah like it's kind of like the square rectangle thing like a square is a rectangle a rectangle isn't a square you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like a gift is not a gift unless it has a card a card can be a card on its own without a gift anyways yeah and always sign your card and always include everybody who contributed to the gifts name on the card obviously i think if you're like going to a birthday party it's kind of awkward to do a group gift between like only a A few few people. people like in my opinion i mean there's certain times like i think you know i think about like baby showers and stuff where like me my mom and my sister have all done like a gift from the three of us but that's just more so because me and my sister were dependents on my mom like i think it's okay to like give a gift from a family but if it's like a group of your friends showing up to a birthday party Mm -hmm. all the like people going to the party need to be like in on the group gift if it's gonna be like a group occasion Mm -hmm. otherwise like everyone needs to just do like smaller individual gifts so that nobody's like excluded from the group gift and obviously like whenever you receive a gift you should write a handwritten thank you note and whenever you go to stay at someone's house you know bring your gift with them but also thank them and like if you're going to someone's house for dinner and they cooked you dinner or whatever write them a thank you note um i feel like i would do if i received a gift like from my friend when she stayed the night for the weekend or whatever, I wouldn't send a thank you note for her gift to me. There's just something about like taking time to write out the thank you note and put, put it in the, the stamp mail. on it and take it and put it in the mail. And receiving it is so nice. Like oh, it's getting so something nice. in the mail like makes me so happy. Yeah, I love it. So I think yeah always always write it in the snail mail Mm -hmm. 
this this book talks about like just do it the sooner you write the easier it, it the easier it is which i agree with i think it's almost awkward when you wait too long yeah i agree like you've got to do it so also like what is the proper etiquette when someone brings you a gift and maybe you don't have a gift for them like let's say you didn't know if you were exchanging christmas gifts with someone and you like went over to their house and you brought them a christmas gift and they don't have anything for you or like vice versa i think ahead of all this it's always great to like clarify yeah i think bottom line is like don't make it awkward and be like oh my god i didn't know we were exchanging gifts Mm -hmm. don't like shame the other person for giving you a gift like it's really awkward when people do that i I hate that just always be super gracious say thank you you can write them a thank you note but Mm -hmm. like also you're not like as you said you're not obligated to get them anything in return if it's not the type of relationship where you want to like start exchanging gifts because it's like if somebody gets you a christmas gift and you don't get them anything and then you end up going out and getting them something in return you've now almost like initiated that tradition yeah of you guys are going to be exchanging gifts every year totally and a good way to kind of like put that to bed which would just be like be gracious and then like write them a thank you note for the gift and then just kind of like leave it at that and that should like signal to them that like it's probably not going to be the type of relationship where you guys exchange gifts every Mm -hmm. year i think anyways i hope that's like not all super obvious information and this is helpful i know i feel like these are like very basic manner things but as we said we can like get way more granular if you guys Mm -hmm. want us to do more on these should we do table manners obviously always be on time i i struggle with that i mean like here's the thing when we say table manners, we're kind of just talking about, like, manners around the dinner hour in general. Mm-hmm. The book says, like, always be on time. I struggle with running late, as we know. And so do you, we I both feel do. like. We both do. Um, I feel like that. And then just kind of, like, if you're paying with someone, like, if two families are out or whatever, or I don't know, if you and your significant other out with like a group or whatever, just order together and just kind of let the waiter know that like y'all are together. So it's easier from the get go for the waiter. That's like if you're going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is like people are always wondering if it's okay to tell the restaurant if you don't like your food. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you go about telling the waiter like my cocktail? It's literally like not Lethal. drinkable. Like, you know, when you get. You know when you go to a restaurant and, like, you get a Paloma and it's literally just straight tequila and you're like, there's no way I'm even going to be able to drink this drink. What do I do? Do I send it back to the bar? Do I just order a different one? Like, what do I do? The book says to just, like, quietly say something to the waiter. Don't make a big scene about it or anything. Just quietly signal the waiter over or waitress and be like, hi, is there any way I could get, like, more grapefruit in my Paloma? Something like that. And it's not rude to ask i think that's like so important for everyone to know like telling the restaurant you are not happy with your food is not wrong yeah like it's not wrong i do this a lot it's all about how you go about Mm -hmm. it not being like oh my god this is the worst drink i've ever yeah come over here it's not what you say it's how you say it yeah and the book says you should just keep it between you and the waiter so if you can like whisper to the waiter or like if Mm -hmm. you can like catch them out of time maybe like where the other person you're eating with has gone to the bathroom or something like that as long as you just don't make it a A scene scene. like definitely make sure the tables around you like aren't hearing you Mm -hmm. complain and definitely make sure you're not making like a show of it in front of like the other people you're dining with like so that they don't feel like embarrassed or something Mm -hmm. like that like if you're the waiter i could just be like hey is there any way i could swap out my drink for something else Mm -hmm. this isn't tasting the best to me yeah and usually they will be so so nice about it exactly always like i've never really had a situation where the waiter they're always like i'm so sorry let me get that fixed for you yeah so i feel like tipping is another good thing to talk about um the book says between 15 to 20 percent i usually do like 18 to 20 um i would only tip 15 percent if you had like a very poor meal yeah if i'm being completely honest like Mm -hmm. i will always tip 20 percent if i had Mm -hmm. like a great or good meal if i had an outstanding meal I've even tipped like 25 before, especially if it's a restaurant that I frequent often Mm -hmm. or like if this is a waiter, like you've had multiple times at a restaurant or something like that, I -hmm. think. Or if it's around the holidays, tipping extra is always like really important. And they like really appreciate that. Totally. Um, Just like tipping in general, you never want to go out on a date with someone and they just like don't tip or like leave in a really insulting tip. I would 
probably never ever go out with that person ever again no you always always tip at a restaurant and you always tip a bartender yeah that's something that's mm-hmm. not talked about enough you always tip a bartender yeah if you are at like a cocktail bar dive bar it does not matter like when you get that receipt i think really the same rule applies unless you had terrible service then maybe you could tip a bartender like 10 percent or something because mm-hmm. i feel like at the bar maybe you can tip a little bit less i mean i really always y'all just tip 20 percent. yeah better safe than sorry especially if you had good or decent service like always double the first number yeah double the first number that's a good rule of thumb yeah but i think that's all we're going to talk about today if you guys want us to do another etiquette episode we would absolutely love to because i feel like this is a topic once again that's not discussed very often Mm -hmm. and like specific topics too i know today was very service level and y'all probably knew a lot of these tips already but it is good just as a little refresher i also know when you're so young like most of our listeners are like early 20s it's really easy to forget etiquette rules and think it doesn't apply to you just because everybody's broke and in the same boat and pressed for time and working and you're not living under your parents roof so you don't have your mom screaming at you to like be sure you're bringing a hostess gift like things like that so i feel like they're very easy to forget but it's very important to still remember to do these things that we've talked about and it just is a good look all all around i i do think like it really does like go the extra mile like in Mm -hmm. your relationships if you're willing to you know do some or all of these things because it just like once again it's a good look it's super generous and considerate and yeah it's important to let the people in your life know how much you care about them and to respect them yada 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 so i love that it applies to everyone no matter your age anyways i think it's about time for us to wrap up if you guys enjoyed today's episode please make sure to leave a comment down below if you're listening on spotify leave us a five star rating follow this podcast make sure to leave us a review if you're listening on apple Podcasts. and as always if you guys have any questions comments concerns ideas or feedback you can always dm me and reeves on instagram and tiktok my username is at it's amanda dewitt and reeves is at reeves underscore lee With that being said, ta-ta for now. I hope everyone has an amazing day and we will see you here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.